the Appendix N Podcast, Episode 17, Creep, Shadow Creep, by A. Merritt. Welcome to the Appendix N Podcast, a Tome Show production. My name is Jeffrey Wynn. This is the show where we read and discuss the authors that influenced Gary Gygax, one of the creators of Dungeons & Dragons. In the 1979 Dungeon Master's Guide, Gygax published a list of his favorite fantasy authors, and this list has come to be known simply as Appendix N. Every episode, we will read a story and talk about it. We will review the story and talk about how it relates to the game being played at your table. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can email the host of The Tome Show, Jeff Greiner, at thetomeshow at gmail.com. Listen to the end of the episode for a list of some upcoming stories. Before we get to the program, let us take a moment to mention our sponsor, Noble Knight, online retailer of new and out-of-print role-playing games, war games, board games, and miniatures. Since 1997, they have helped thousands of gamers from around the world save money and find exactly what they need. You can find them on the web at www.noblenight.com. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Jeff Wickstrom. Welcome back, Jeff. Hi, I am happy to be here. And I'm I, always I happy th- to be here. I'm especially happy. I'm especially happy to be here. So much so that I'm going to talk over you and say that I am a, uh, a very enthusiastic fan of the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath relative to a lot of the stuff we've talked about. So I'm I'm looking forward to this discussion. Well, I can I can tell you're you're excited to be here, and 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 I'm excited to to have you here. Uh, I, I expect we're, we're going to have a very interesting uh, discussion regarding this this very unique uh, love Lovecraft story. So. Uh, this is a story that you that you've actually read before. Is that is that correct? I have read the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath uh, many times. And you actually put like a like a summary of it on your on your blog, which a you, sort of a yeah sort of uh, summary to... summary review slash comedic retelling, mostly summary and review uh, compared to some of the other stuff I've done, uh, which is available on my blog at uh, jeffwick.com. J e f f w i k, and we can we can move on and not talk about that anymore, okay. if you like. Uh, we can we can talk about whatever you want. First, first let me let me put the story in in context by by giving some uh, brief uh, biographical information. the The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath was written by H. P. Lovecraft. It's it's suspected he wrote it in the autumn of 1926, and it was never published in his lifetime. Uh, it, is, it is the longest Lovecraft work to feature his protagonist, Randolph Carter, which is one of the few uh, characters that, that shows up uh, several times in Lovecraft's work. And along with the 1927 novel, The Case of Charles Dexter Ward, which I think we're going to be talking about very soon, uh, it is considered one, one of his most important writings during this, this period. All right. So, so that that aside, it was it was written in 1926, never published during his his lifetime, and it, it, it features Randolph Carter. Jeff, what what is the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath? The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath is super trippy. It is a travelogue narrative of this guy Randolph Carter as he traverses the realm of dreams. And he sees a wide variety of strange sights. He has a bunch of crazy adventures. And the whole thing is very, uh, very picaresque, which is a word that I sometimes misuse. But in this case, I believe I am using it correctly. It's very picaresque. He has these episodic adventures. Um, and it is, I think, the Dreamlands is a really excellent. Let me rephrase that. This story is a great guide to the Dreamlands. It's a, it's it's practically just a geography of the Dreamlands. You see all of these these different locations through Carter's eyes, mm-hmm. and there's very little plot to speak of. There's some which which we can talk about in a bit, but there's very little right. plot to speak of. It's mainly travel log, and it's sort of a, you know how you're reading a uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, 
role playing game uh, book. There's uh, source books, geography, talking about stuff, and maybe there's little like fictional, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. fictional things at the start of chapters and stuff. This is one of those stretched out to uh, novella length, and it's also really good. But what we're what it, what it is is it's basically describing this fictional setting, right? Which the has a lot more in common the Dreamlands, which has a lot more in common with the Forgotten Realms than pretty much anything else that we have we have seen. But to but to to clarify, like this this whole story is is happening inside Randolph Carter's dream. I mean, this this is basically the the, the story of a dream that some guy had. One one night, and he's just telling it to us. Well, the on the one hand, that's true. On the other hand, it's I think very clear over the course of the narrative that Carter is not uh, he's not dreaming all of this up by himself. There's this external place, the Dreamlands, that he is visiting. Other sleepers also visit the Dreamlands. He encounters some of them. And the Dreamlands have as an existence that is independent of Carter dreaming them. Though the fact that Carter is dreaming them uh, has some impact on the nature of the Dreamlands. So, so the Dreamlands is, is the place that everyone's mind goes to when they, when they dream. But because Randolph Carter is a, is a powerful dreamer, he, he's able to uh, uh, travel further in, into into the dreamlands and re- retain his consciousness basically. Yeah, I I'm not sure that it's actually the case that everybody who sleeps and dreams goes to the dreamlands. I think okay. I think that part of the conceit of this is that you can sleep and fail to reach the the land of dreams. Um, but it's also possible to fall asleep, dream, just find yourself somewhere in the dreamlands and have a little um, walk about, look around, and then wake up and you're back in the world. And then when you go to sleep again, you're in a completely different part of the dreamlands, having a completely unrelated experience to the night before. Okay. So, like, what, what, what is the plot here? What is, what is Randolph, what, what is the dream quest? Okay. So, Randolph Carter is a guy who is very enthusiastic about his own dreams. He's a powerful dreamer. Um, he has vivid dreams, he has memorable dreams, he enjoys his dreams. One night he dreams about a glorious city. Mm-hmm. And, Way and he, better. Hmm? And, and, and he actually dreams about it, about it three nights in a, in a row. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, he dreams about it and then he is unable to dream about it again. Right, and he's 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 upset. So he he prays to the to the dream gods, and he talks to the to the dream priests, and he descends the what what is it like the the seven hundred steps to the to the to the gates of of deeper sleep, and he 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 re- resolves to find this city, right? Yes, yeah. He goes down uh, seventy steps into the temple of dreams, where he meets two bearded men who were named Nasht and Kamenta. He explains to them his uh, problem, and they tell him, well, whatever you do, don't go to uh, mysterious Kadath and bother the gods. And, and we, we have pr- presumed at, at this point that, that Kadath is the name of the city that, that Randolph Carter saw, even, even without ever ever being 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 told this we 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 presume that they are one and and the same um maybe you presumed that i don't think that that um is necessarily transmitted in the text uh rather kadath is the location of uh where the gods of the dreaming dwell okay and where he wants to petition them for access to the city of his dreams okay i see okay so yeah, where where that city is is a mysterious secret. It's been hidden from Carter. He's unable to visit and visit it in his dreams. So rather than walk around in the dreamlands and seek it, he's going to seek out Kadath, which is the location of the location of the gods. It's like Olympus or Aha. Uh, and okay. yeah. 
Yeah, now the, the, the first problem he has is that uh, in addition to thinking that visiting the gods is a terrible idea, the dream priests do not know where Kadath is. Okay. Uh, they can't even say for certain that it's accessible from Earth's dreamland. Maybe you have to go to another planet and fall asleep and dream there, and then you go to a different dreamland, and that dreamland is the one that's connected to Kadath, or Kadath is a feature of that dreamland. Right. He he mentions uh, Famalhat and Aldebaran, which I, I, I think Lovecraft has mentioned mentioned before. I think they're some of his favorite stars. Mm-hmm. Or something, or they've just got weird, weird names. So they're they're very, very appropriate to Lovecraft's writing. Okay, so with, with without recounting every single incident that 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 happens to Randolph Carter, to to summarize in a in a nutshell, uh, Carter he he travels through the the dreamlands. He has several at ad- ad- adventures where he meets allies, he makes enemies, he gets captured, he gets rescued, he sees lots of of monsters, lots of weird creatures, lots of really freaky stuff. And if if I may say it, there there there's there's a ton of name drops in this in this s- story. Like Lo- Lovecraft mentions Azathoth, Nyarlathotep, the the cats of Ulthar, you know things things that he's written about, you know, but but before in in other stories and 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 in in uh, poems and and very famously uh, Richard Richard Pickman shows up. Yes, from uh, uh, Pickman's model. Right. I mean, we we assume it's 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 the same it's the same character, and. Uh, he he makes he makes friends with with cats, and the cats fight for him and and rescue him from monsters. He makes friends with uh, the the ghouls cool. be, 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 because Richard Pickman was a, was a friend of his uh, in the in the in the waking world. So like at at, at one point he's traveling with the ghouls and and they mm-hmm. help him fight and escape from 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 uh, monsters. And we'll we'll go back and and talk about all this stuff okay mm-hmm. but at the at the very end of the story they 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 finally get to kadath and we come face to face with nyarlathotep yes uh incarnate as like a a golden boy pharaoh as i recall right and this uh, is he's he's basically satan okay um now, and he Hmm? Yeah, Nyarlathotep is, is is a guy uh, that 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 he's he's been he's been name dropped in I think uh, the Rats in the Walls. I, I don't recall uh, if 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 he's come up in in anything else that 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 we've we've read. But he he in the in the Call of Cthulhu role playing game and in in the Arkham Horror and 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 lots of Cthulhu gaming stuff. Nyarlathotep is sort of like is like the trickster god. Like he's 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 more Loki than than uh satan almost like he's he's more likely to show up like in the guise of a mortal and give the players some kind of magic thing that that ends up blowing up in their in their face that's fair i would just what i was describing him as the devil largely in as much as he's motivated by spite um but he doesn't have any kind of tempter role here he is purely a a trickster because when carter finally reaches kadath uh he expects uh, the the onyx castle to be full of various gods and the only person there is nyarlathotep and nyarlathotep tells him that all of the gods have left their castle and moved to carter's dreamed up uh sunset city the place that he has been trying to get to this whole time. But Nyalarhotep can send Carter to the Sunset City, and when he gets there, he'll be able to send the gods out of it and back uh, to their Onyx Castle, and then Carter will be in the Sunset City, the gods will be in the Onyx Castle, and everybody will live happily ever after. Right. I guess I guess the gist is that, that Carter is such a, a, an amazing dreamer that, that the city that he dreamed up is, is so amazing that the gods left 
Kadath to go party in Carter's city. Exactly. And Carter needs to just remind them how amazing Kadath is so that, that they leave and go party in Kadath. Exactly, exactly. Or at least kick them out of the Sunset City, which is which it turns out is Boston, which a bunch of people that Carter has met along the way, he's, he's met them and he's described this city to them. They say, it sounds like you're talking about Boston, which is where you live in the waking world. And over and over and over again. And he just ignores this, but no, Nalarhotep can, can, can confirm he's talking about a, a dream version of his own hometown. I think I think more specifically, it's it's Boston as as he remembers it from his 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 childhood. Because you know, like when you're when you're a child, everything is is new and and wondrous and and mysterious. It's 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 the magical version of of Boston when he was still discovering how amazing Boston is. It's the glory of Boston's hillside roofs and western window flames, uh, western windows aflame with sunset of the flower fragrant common and the great dome on the hill and the tangle of gables and chimneys in the violet valley where the mini-bridged Charles flows drowsily. There's providence quaint and lordly on its seven hills over the blue harbor with terraces of green leading up to steeples and the citadels of living antiquity and Newport climbing wraith-like from its dreaming breakwater. Arkham is there with its moss-grown gambrel roofs and the rocky rolling meadows behind it and antediluvian Kingsport, hoary with stacked chimneys and desert quays and overhanging gables and the marvel of high cliffs and the milky-misted ocean with rolling uh, buoys beyond. You can, you, can, you can tell a man loves a story when, 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 when he's got a quote all, all, all queued up. So, yeah, wow. Like, so um, Lovecraft here puts Boston alongside his fictional cities, Arkham and, and Kingsport. And Kingsport, which, yeah. Which I, I've always understood Kingsport to be like a fictional substitute for Boston. I always thought of Kingsport as a substitute for Gloucester, specifically. Okay. Which is a little, it's a little north of Boston. It's a, a fishing a fishing pit place, harbor, port. But, um, but it, it's, it's, it's Lovecraft's biggest, most urban city, right? Isn't it King, Kingsport? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you're going to include, like, Brooklyn, um, Red Hook, then I would, I would say that that's probably his, his largest city. Okay, uh, I mean, I, I, I basically know Lovecraft Country from the, the, the Arkham Horror board games, and, and the four cities are, are Arkham, Dunwich, Inns, Innsmouth, and Kingsport. I, I've always, always understood Kingsport to be, like, like the biggest, most metropolitan what one of those, but yeah, of those four, I think it certainly is the most um, the most accessible to the outside world, which is kind of ironic because in the board game, it's uh, you know sliding out of reality. Yeah, I don't. I don't but... think I, I explained. I, I I played that expansion very much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, and and we haven't read any stories that that take place in Kingsport yet. So, all right. No. So uh, Nalartohep tells Carter all of this. Uh, Nalartohep explains that he's going to send Carter to this dream version of Boston. And then Carter finds himself on the back of a Shantak riding through interstellar space. Um, but then he discovers that Nalartohep lied to him. Nalartohep is not sending him to the dream city of Boston. Nalartohep is sending him to Azatoth to get eaten. Why? No reason. Just because Nylar Hotep is a jerk. So uh, Carter he sees his life flashing before his eyes. He doesn't know how he's going to escape from this one because, you know, it's Azatoth. What are you going to do? Uh, and then he realizes that he's dreaming and he wakes up and somehow that solves everything. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that seems about about it, yeah. I was I was pretty confused with exactly what happened in the in the end, but basically Carter gets what 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 he wants. Nyarlathotep gets what gets what he wants. Yeah, there's like this little post credit sting of Nyarlathotep and the gods of the Dreamlands hanging out in Kadath, and all of the gods of the Dreamlands are glaring at Nyarlathotep for uh, somehow using Carter to conjure them back from the Dream City. Yeah, so That's it. The end. No moral. Yeah, I mean that's that's that. Yeah, I was I was kind of kind of confused by exactly what what happened in 
Well, this is why I say this is why I say that it's not uh, that the plot is not really the important part of the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, because like the thing that happens immediately prior to Carter arriving in Kadath, he rides he rides a a night gaunt. He's riding uh, with a bunch of ghouls who are on night gaunts of their own. They're this uh, this invading force. He's helped the ghouls out. Uh, the ghouls are helping him out uh, in return, and they're all going to Kadath together. And then, as soon as they get there, uh, all everybody that's not Carter just vanishes. They're no longer relevant to the story. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 whole story is basically a, a series of more or less disconnected ad, ad, adventures. I mean, you like even even something like, like 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 the Hobbit or the Wizard Wizard of Oz, both of which are, you know, a a a series of adventures that that take place from from one from from point A A to point to 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 point B. Like even even those stories have a more coherent plot than what's going going on here. Um, I I was actually reminded at 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 times of. Uh, Burroughs is writing because I mean even even though uh, Randolph Carter is is not you know as as violent as uh, John Carter I mean m- most of the episodes follow the familiar format of you know meet meet weird creatures make make friends with weird creatures get get captured uh, get weird friendly creatures to help fight. Uh, evil, weird, weird creatures. Uh, you know, r- you know, wash, rinse, rinse, repeat. I mean, he he does this with with the cats. He does this with with the ghouls. Yeah, it's um, and and similar to Burroughs, um, or similar to John Carter, Randolph Carter is kind of a cardboard cutout. There's not a lot of personality to him uh, because the story actually has very little dialogue in it. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it's just Carter saw this, Carter went here, Carter saw this, Carter went here. Um, but he's he's but he's Alan Moore in League of Extraordinary Alan Moore in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen um, declared that Randolph Carter was the like nephew or great nephew of John Carter, uh-huh. which I thought was cute. Well, I man, I I really want to. You know, I'm I'm gonna look look this up and put this in the in in the show notes. But I I want to say there there there's a role playing game. I, I forget the title of it. I think it's it uses the Savage World Worlds system, but it it imagines a uh, universe where H.P. Lovecraft didn't die of cancer, and instead was convinced to write comic books, and Randolph Carter became the the protagonist of a series of comic books in in the golden age which Makes then sense. continued to be published after Lovecraft's death in 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 the silver age and and beyond so this 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 role playing game imagines a present day where Randolph Carter is is a a comic book protagonist on par with Superman and Batman Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that. Um... And and I mean, reading this, like you could you could really see, you know, like if if that that had happened, like if if someone had read this story and decided that the adventures of Randolph Carter should be a a continuing thing. I mean, this this was the nineteen, this this was nineteen twenty six. This was this was about what ten years before. The world first saw Superman, right? Uh, sure, sure. We could, it's about, about ten years. So, yeah, I mean, you can you can you can imagine that that if 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 someone in in nineteen twenty six had had decided that 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 the adventures of of Randolph Carter were were exciting enough to read about once a month. You know, in a in a in a serial that that we might be reading about Randolph Carter today, in instead of Superman. Absolutely. And some, you know, the the same way that 
uh, Superman and and Batman and, and all these other characters ended up in a shared universe. Who knows? We 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 might be reading comics where Randolph Carter and Conan the Barbarian and John Carter all inhabit the same world, even though they were created by different people. And wow, I've just I've just invented my own uh, role playing game. Um, I should probably stop. Well, it, I will say it's very easy to imagine a like a Randolph Carter or a Dream Quest comic put out by Marvel in the seventies next to their Savage Sword of Conan and uh, Red Sonia. Yeah, that'd be cool. All yeah. right, so let so let's let, let's go back over some of Carter's ad ad adventures. So, like I I mentioned that like nearly everything that you've ever heard of as being a part of the Cthulhu mythos is is name dropped somewhere in this story. I mean, we get we get Arkham, we get Kingsport, we get Azathoth, Nyarlathotep, we get we get Gugs and Nightgaunts and Shantax and and Doles. Um, we get the plateau. The Moon Beasts. Of, uh, moon Beasts. The the pl- plateau of Lang. You know, I think I think the only major entities that don't show up in this story are Cthulhu himself and Yogg-Sothoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they may arguably be present in the story. They're just not referred to by name. They could be some of the uh, weak, limp gods that Nilar Hotep uh, tosses around, or they could be the powerful gods that Nilar Hotep can call upon when necessary to uh, enforce his edicts upon the weak limp gods. Yeah, so let's let, let's talk like a little bit about the cosmology that gets un, unveiled to us. We're we're, we're told uh, pretty much at the beginning of the story that uh, Azathoth is at the center of, of the universe. He's this insane god, and there and there's these other gods that that dance around him, uh, piping strange strange music. Yeah, the within the dreamlands or on the in the realm of dreams, the different dreamlands that correspond to different planets are connected to one another in the same way that different planets in our reality are connected to one another. But whereas in our reality these different planets are separated by vast gulfs of interstellar space that are just empty uh, vac- uh, vacuum free from from anything, within the dreamlands those. Um, the dark between the stars is full of Azatoth and other demons. Ooh. Okay. Which is hilarious. Hilarious well, and um, just well, terrifying. Carter Carter goes goes into space several times, and he doesn't fly through Azathoth, or or well, does he? No, he only gets up to the uh, to the moon uh, to Saturn. That's not interstellar space. Okay. Okay. So, in in the Call of Cthulhu role playing game, and in in most Cthulhu gaming products, Azathoth is is considered to be the the apex predator of of the Cthulhu mythos. He is he is he is he he is God basically. It's fundamentally impossible to even affect Azathoth in any way, much less defeat him. He's he's the he's the ultimate he's he's not even the ultimate evil deity he is the is the ultimate deity because in in Lovecraft's worldview the universe is just chaotic and pointless. Yeah, if he was an evil deity, that would mean that he had an opinion about humanity, which would mean that he noticed humanity, which would mean that humanity was in some tiny way affecting him, causing him to have an opinion about them. And that's just not possible. That's not how Azathoth rolls. So that's 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 Azathoth, and I and I don't know if this is the first place that 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 Lovecraft defined what what Azathoth is. But I'm pretty sure it's the first time in in the course of the show that 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 we've en- encountered Azathoth. That's certainly true. All right. So getting getting back to uh, outer outer space. Uh, so. At at one point, uh, Carter visits 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 a town, and the town trades with these black ships. Is that is that is that correct? The the black ships that are possibly aliens. 
Yeah, he is um, trying to get to the city of Baharna, Baharna, which is near a mountain that he wants to visit for reasons that we can get into later. Um, he walks. He basically walks from the temple where he enters the realm of dreams uh, across the landscape until he gets to the port city of Dilathleen, where he okay. is uh, trying to get passage to Baharna. But while in Dilathleen, he asks too many people the wrong kind of questions and attracts some attention, and he gets uh, shanghaied by, uh, by one of these mysterious black ships. So he, he failed his di diplomacy role. Sure. Sure. This is kind of a recurring thing with Carter. Every time he goes to a new town, the first thing he does is he goes to the most divey portside uh, harbor bar that he can find, and he asks all of the crusty old salts a bunch of really probing questions. Yeah, generally, generally if, not a good idea. He's very conspicuous about it, and it actually comes up a couple of times. In uh, in the dream quest, it's 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 really one of the few traits that Carter actually has that really qualify as a personality trait. I think is his uh, his interest in going to these dive bars. So yeah, so he he ends up on one of these black ships, and he he ends up drinking with a with a guy, and 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 the guy actually like gives him some space mead. I don't. I don't think think it's called space mead, but like there's a there's a thing in the Call of Cthulhu role playing game called space mead, and you you have to drink it if you're gonna fly through space. So I, I'm pretty sure that's what what that was. Yeah. So this uh, devil sailor comes up to him and is like, "Hey, I hear you're asking a bunch of questions about Cadath. I could maybe talk to you about Cadath. Let's go get a drink together." Um, Carter can't pass up an opportunity to learn about Cadath, no matter how slim the chances are that it's not a trap. So he invites the devil up to his room at the hotel, tries to get him drunk on moon wine, because that's worked for him in the past. Right, uh, yeah, this, but this the, is like the but second the stranger, time that he's tried to drink with, drink with somebody. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it, it worked for him the first time, but this time the stranger drinks all of Carter's wine, um, doesn't, doesn't show any effects, and then says, now that I've drunk, I've drunk all of your wine, we'll have to switch to, uh, to my spirits. He pulls out a flask, uh, which is carved from a single ruby crystal. Uh, it looks it looks evil. It may as well have a, a tag on it that says, you know, wicked, do not drink. But Carter feels he has to be polite, so he takes a little tiny sip and uh -huh. passes out immediately. Excelsior. But, yeah, so when he comes to, he's on the deck of a black ship. The, the mysterious black ships that these double sailors are uh, are, are sailing. And it's zooming past all of the places that he was trying to uh, to get to or to get near, and Lovecraft drops a bunch of uh, a bunch of proper names for locations within the Dreamlands and, and brief descriptions of them. And all of these uh, these beautiful uh, beautiful countries, the ship just goes right past at high speed. And Carter knows which direction they're heading, and he knows a lot about Dreamland's geography, even though he doesn't know where Kedath is. Uh, and he figures that the ship must be making for the basalt pillars of the west. Well, they, uh, they, they ultimately end up on the, on the moon, right? Right, because when you sail between the basalt pillars of the west, um, you go through to abysmal nothingness and shoot through the empty spaces towards other worlds and other stars and the awful voids outside the ordered universe where the demon sultan Azatoth gnaws hungrily in chaos amid pounding and piping and the hellish dancing of the other gods blind, voiceless, tenebrous and mindless with their soul and messenger Nilarhotep. Oh God, you're, you're having way too much fun with this. Okay. I'm just saying it, it, the, the prose will, will drop into that crazy poetic description at the drop of a hat, which is what makes the Dream Quest of Kadath such a, a blast to read. Yeah, I, I, I liked this part, A, because I'm pretty sure I, I ran or read a, a Call of Cthulhu ad adventure where you, you basically get, get kidnapped by, by a black ship and taken to, to the moon and B, I've always been fascinated by the moon as a, an adventuring location in a in a fantasy role playing game. Uh, I I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Rover Random, which is, which is a story by by Tolkien, where mm -hmm. this this little 
dog goes to to the moon and the moon has a breathable a- atmosphere and like everything's white there like there's there's white spiders there's 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 white trees and I, I'm a big fan of Spelljammer, which is this D and D setting where you can fly through space on flying ships, and you know space also has a breathable has breath has has breathable air, and other planets are just other other settings. Sure, so, the uh, the Marvel universe has the blue area of the moon, which has a breathable atmosphere. Doctor Doolittle goes to the moon uh, at one point in his books. The moon is great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just love love the idea of having my players like step through a portal in in a dungeon, and all of a sudden you're you're on a barren, white, rocky landscape, and there's the Earth hanging in the sky, and there's no visible way back. What do you do? What do you do now? Mm-hmm. Carter's actually relieved to uh, to land at the moon at first because it's better than going out into space and meeting Azatoth. But then when uh, the ship actually arrives on the moon, it it kind of flies through and lands um, in a big uh, oily sea on the dark side of the moon. Carter sees all of the the vast ruins and the empty temples and the asymmetrical columns, and it freaks him out. Uh, And and this, of course, is the the inspiration for the Pink Floyd album, The Dark Side of, of the Moon. Yes, I think it's the only time. This this was the first, and to my knowledge, only time in literature that the dark side of the moon has ever been addressed in any way. So it must be that the right. yes. Pink Floyd album is derived from this. H.P. Lovecraft was the first person to be fascinated by the fact that that uh, the moon has a was it asynchronous orbit. Um, I I think I'm getting my my uh, astronomical terms wrong, but anyways, continue. The moon. Right, so the ship uh, lands and it goes to a, a city full of freaky, rubbery, shape-changing monsters that Lovecraft spends a lot of time not being able to come up with a good name for. Uh, and he eventually settles on moon beasts, uh, but not till like the, well after this section, kind of at the end of the book. Uh, suddenly he stops right. talking about the mysterious, rubbery, shape-changing monsters well, I, and just I also starts saying to re- re- Remember, there's, there's lots of not-humans. Right, the, uh, the, the demon sailors who have yeah. horns on their head and, um, like, cloven hooves. Now, now these, these guys are later revealed to be from Lang, right? I believe that is the case. So the 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 pl- plateau of 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 Lang is a location that that comes up in in lots of Lovecraft's stories. I'm I'm not sure if this is the first time it's been it's been name dropped in a story that we've read on this show. I, I know it comes up again in, in the Mountains of Madness. I think that it was. I think I could be wrong, but I think that it was referred to by name in Call of Cthulhu at one point. Uh, there was possibly. a reference. There was a very brief reference to Ling. Um, but uh, on the moon, Carter uh, passes out just from 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 the strangeness of it. Okay, he loses consciousness. Uh, that's how weird it is. And then he's um, part of a procession that's being mar- marched up a mountainside where some kind of demon is going to come down from space and eat him. He figures, uh, but then he is rescued by an army of cats. Yes, because Randolph Carter is nice to cats. Yes, yes. This is, uh, again, something that's come up already once in the story, is that he and cats really get along. He is a friend to cats, and in return, uh, when they're having their big cat party on the dark side of the moon, and they discover uh, that that he is being uh, held prisoner by these various monsters, uh, they're willing to come and rescue him. And 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 to me, this is this is just Lovecraft being an being an ob- obnoxious cat 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 person. Uh, the thing is that this was the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath was unpublished in Lovecraft's lifetime, and I I wish that I knew whether he made a serious effort to get it published or whether this was just straight up something that he wrote to amuse himself. Well, according to Wikipedia, Lovecraft himself said about this story that he didn't think it was it was much much good, but forms useful practice for later and more authentic attempts at 
the novel form. Uh, and apparently it was, it was uh, Arthur C. Clarke once sent a copy to uh, Lord Dunsany, and, and I, as I was reading this story, it reminds me very much of, of Dunsany's writing, and Dunsany's mm-hmm. said of it, I see Lovecraft borrowed my style, and I don't, I don't grudge it to him. Yeah, it's it's in a lot of ways a Dunsany pastiche, but I don't know that Lord Dunsany could have, if anybody could else could have written the sentence "dying almost humans screamed and cats spit and yowled and roared, but the toad things never made never a sound as their stinking green ichor oozed fatally upon that porous earth with the obscene fungi." Uh, yeah, if, anybody, if anybody else yeah. could have written that, maybe Dunsany, but that's that's one of the most Lovecrafty uh, sentences. That I have ever read. Now, you have you have you read uh, the Book of Wonder? Um, I I'm honestly unsure. I have read um, Chaosium's Complete Pagana, which oh. is a, a collection of Dunsany stuff. Wow. Uh, I don't know if the Book of Wonder is in that. I haven't read it in like ten the, years. The the Book of Wonder is, I think, the second uh, thing that we reviewed on this show. It, it was before you were you were co-host. It's just a series of of short stories, but there were there were a couple stories in that in that book that I was reminded of when I when I was reading Dream Quest of of unknown unknown Kadath. I mean, there's there, there's one story that is. Literally about a boy who gets on a flying horse and sees a you know a majestic city in in the clouds, and the entire story is about this this boy flying around and looking at this at this city. And if you if you know Dunsany, his stories are stories where nothing ever happens; things just get described a lot. So mm-hmm. that's true. That was. Uh... The recurring thing that we were talking about in the uh, Queen, uh, King of Elfland's Daughter, right? Yeah. So there, uh, there's there, there's all there's 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 also a story about 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 a banker who, like the from 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 the story's perspective, the the banker has a magical world in inside his hit his his head, where you know he's 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 building the world and and he he is the hero and and the story goes on and on describing this this magical world and at the end of the story you realize that 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 the banker has completely withdrawn inside his own I- imagination and he's been he's been locked up cuz he's gone crazy mm, mm. which which is which is almost like if 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 this was was all taking place inside Randolph Carter's head, which you assure me that it's that, that it's not, could 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 almost be the ending of of mm-hmm. this 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 story, right? Yeah. Well, we can we can maybe talk about that a little bit. Uh, sometime after he gets out of the moon and returns to uh, the dreamlands of Earth, he reaches the city of um, Celeface. Yes, which is ruled by King Karanes, and and Celeface is another name drop because I'm pretty sure there's a there's a poem by the name of Celeface. Yes, I, I believe that you are correct. Um, Karanes is a dreamer from the waking world. He's not a native of the Dreamlands. Um, he's he spends all of his he used to, he used to spend all of his time in Celeface and in this turreted cloud castle sky city like Lando's cloud city on Bespin Mm -hmm. Uh, but when uh, when Carter goes to Celeface to see him he discovers that uh, Kyrenes has abandoned Celeface has abandoned Serenian and instead he's spending all of his time in Cornwall because Kyrenes is from Cornwall in the waking world and has uh, grown to miss it. Uh, he can never return to the waking world because he's dead. Mm. He he misses Cornwall. He misses specifically the Cornwall of his childhood, and so he has dreamed into existence this replica of um, the land around his childhood home. And and, and I, if, if if I remember correctly, this is this is where H.P. Lovecraft gets to wax po- po- poetic about how wonderful he thinks England is. 
Oh, that ancient, beloved England which had molded his being and of which he must always be immutably a part. Right. That pure and quiet England where he would, he would happily uh, trade all of the pomps and marvels, splendors and beauties, ecstasies and delights, novelties and excitements of the dreamlands uh, just for, for a little bit of England. And this is, this is for, for shadowing uh, Carter's own revelation at, at the end of the story that, that his, his own cloud city is actually his hometown of Boston. Right. Well, Kernes actually says, um, you know, first he says, it's great to see you, fellow white man, because he's crazy racist. Right. Um, and then he says, the this, this city that you're looking for, it's probably just a, a, a version of Boston. And... Kernes is not the first person to tell Carter this, and he's not the last person to tell Carter this, but for some reason, Carter just ignores this and, uh, and continues his dream quest. Well, when you're, when you're dreaming, you, you tend to ig- ignore logic like that. That's, that's true, and that may explain some of Carter's choices. Okay. He so, and the ghouls become friends. So, I... I I, I I don't want to delve into 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 each and, and every episode in in Carter's ad- adventure because there's there's a, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's uh, just there's too much. Is there is there is there one the more Jeff that that stands out to you that that you really want to dive dive into? Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the ghouls, the Vale of Nath, yes, and what is basically the Underdark. Right. It turns out that underneath the dreamlands, there's this um, near-infinite expanse of vast subterranean labyrinth, gigantic caverns uh, connected to tiny taverns, um, tiny caverns, a, 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 quote, an inner world of subterranean horror of which dim legends tell and which is lit only by the pale death fire wherein reeks the ghoulish air and the primal mist of the pits at Earth's core. Who, who, who knows? Uh, there, there might be tiny taverns in the in the there, tiny there, there may be tiny taverns, but there are there are mountain ranges down there. There are uh, vales, valleys, oh, wow. cities. It, it's basically the great underground empire from from Zork. Yeah, and that's something that has shown up so many times in uh, you know sword and sorcery, F twenty fantasy literature. And settings and so forth, uh, and I and as far as I know, this it, this version of it is it's not the first version of this that we see in the literature, mm-hmm. because you know you have uh, the lost world and you have um, Pellucidar and so forth, but it's the one that most resembles the like the underdark of the Forgotten Realms. Interesting, right? A place that's defined by the fact that it's a super. It's defined by the fact that it's an underworld, specifically, rather right. than rather than you know a a sunlit it's a, place. It's, it's a, a whole. Separate. It's a whole ecosystem with its with its own races and its and its own nations and its own cultures and way of way and of living. Yeah, and it's defined by the fact that it is subterranean. Right, you're right. never walking. You're never. I don't think you're ever walking around in this place and forgetting that you're underground, mm-hmm. even when you're in caverns so vast that there's no way to. Uh, to well, see there's the, there's uh, no see. there's no sun and stars in the in the in the sky, mm-hmm. unless unless again you're in Zork. I think in Zork Zero or was it Zork Infinity? You there's a there's an underground sun, but uh, yeah. Mm. So, so anyway, yeah, the 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 underdark was was one of those those things about D and D that I I never that that I I didn't understand right away. I, I always assumed it was it was sort of based on that place uh, Gandalf goes after he falls off off the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I like I, I never really got, like like I I always. My, my my thinking went well. You you go underground to to go in, into into dungeons. Why is there this separate place that's that's also even more underground? And 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 why is is this this a thing? Well, that was that was that was yeah, years this, and years ago. It's this place that's underground, but is not a, an inner world, and is not a a dungeon or mega dungeon. It's this other thing, right? Uh, the underdark, right? There's there's usually and, weird glowing fungus, and there's 
there's there's races that 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 live that 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 can live without sight or without you know warmth usually yeah like it's 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 this weird creepy other place yeah and there's there's weird monsters and so forth uh carter encounters the ghouls here this is where he he makes friends with the ghouls um since he happens to know that uh richard upman pickman is one of the ghouls now this this was written. I, I I looked this up before we we started we started recording. This this story was was written almost immediately after he wrote um, uh, Pickman's Pickman's model. And now, can do we think that these ghouls are undead, or do we think these ghouls are just weird, creepy humanoids? So it really, I think, depends on how you define undead. In the absence of a in the absence of like a clerical ability to turn undead, uh-huh. whether or not something is undead is, uh, is 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 I think more nebulous. There's not necessarily a bright line distinction between living and dead, living and undead, and the I think the ghouls kind of straddle that because they aren't um, they aren't like regular people. No, definitely uh, not. In a lot of different ways. In a lot of different ways, Carter at one point disguises himself as a ghoul. Uh, which involves stripping naked, among other things, rolling around in the mud. But um, they aren't described in a way that makes them sound like zombies or skeletons. Right. Well, I mean, even even in in Dungeons and Dragons, ghouls like ghouls aren't mindless like zombies and skeletons. They're they're they've they've got enough in, intelligence to to have a have a ha, have a culture. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're. But they're like their their chief thing is is they they hunt in in packs, and they and they and they like to eat, uh, you know, dead human flesh or living human human flesh. Like they're they're flesh eaters. Yeah, which is is really like taking the taking these ghouls and making them something that you can easily justify fighting. Um, right. Since these ghouls uh, that Carter encounters. They do not have any interest in the flesh of the living, and they don't hunt. They scavenge and they eat from uh, cemeteries and, and, and they're, they're, uh, they, grapes. I mean, these these ghouls almost seem like like Morlocks, kind of. Yeah, I think that that's a a fair approximation. They're they're subterranean, subhuman creatures. They're they're loathsome, but you can still talk to them and make make friends with them. And Carter does because Carter's a nice guy. Who who wouldn't want to be friends with with Randolph Carter? Yeah, Carter successfully communicates with a variety of weird alien species. Uh, mm-hmm. The ghouls are probably the most human of those. Um, they rescue him from the uh, from the Daholes that are going to nuzzle him to death. <laughs> nuzzle is the is the actual word Lovecraft uses. Okay, now what are what are doles? Uh, I have no idea. Cause I, I I believe they show up in in Ar- in the Arkham Horror board game, and they're they're these weird. They, they look like like giant worm monsters. Yeah, I, I think I think in the, in the board game they sit in one place, and if you if you don't kill them, uh, they can randomly kill people on the board from where they are. I think I don't I don't know. It's 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 yeah, it's, and- it's been a long time. Yeah, and you know, if you Google the hole, what you get is a kind of fox, which uh, you know I've seen at the zoo. Okay, well, I don't, I don't think Lovecraft was talking about about that. Probably not. I don't think that they would muzzle, uh, nuzzle you to death. Okay, so Carter makes makes friends with with the ghouls mostly through his friend Richard Pickman, who is the same way Richard Pickman from Pickman's Pickman's model. But I mean, now now this is is the dream world. So is this is this is this the the real Richard Pickman's dream self, or is is he a dreamer who, like Carter, has traveled to the dream world, and be, become so this a ghoul? Is, this is the interesting thing. This is not a an imaginary version of Richard Pickman that Carter has dreamed up in the way that Kerenes dreamed up um, a bunch of English fishermen so that he could stare at. Uh, and it's also not uh, Richard Pickman asleep somewhere in ghoul tunnels on Earth and dreaming of himself in the dreamlands the way Carter is doing. Right. Uh, instead, Lovecraft says that there are tunnels that connect the this... 
this underdark of of the dreamlands connect it physically to uh, certain places on Earth. Mm. And so Pikmin has traveled physically into the dreamlands in a way that Carter has not. Okay. Which I think it just goes to show that Lovecraft was putting down whatever seemed most poetically appropriate and interesting as a, and possibly just the first thing that came into his mind as opposed to really striving to have a lot of consistency or even coherence when it comes to the relationship between the dreamlands and the waking world. Yeah. I mean, you could, so, okay. So, I mean, this, you, you've, you've basically got like an entire campaign setting in this, in this story. I mean, I, I only read, read through this, through this once and I, and I kind of wish that that I'd read through it several times. I mean, this, this, this could inspire years and years of, stories and and ad, adventures i mean there's an an entire world here yeah exactly exactly it's a it's basically a campaign setting and the dream quest of unknown kadath is basically a travel log of that campaign setting mm-hmm. uh and in a way that i don't think that we've seen in any of the stuff that we've read up to this point even the uh the conan stories which have a really what feels like a very detailed and consistent world. Um, that world only exists as backdrop for Conan and the stuff well, that I he's think, doing. I think in the in the Howard stories, we get we we like we we just get the bits and pieces that are are relevant to each story, right? Um, yeah, I mean it 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 feels like Howard has his world all all mapped out on 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 paper, and and he's he's referencing it as he's as he's writing but but conveying that information is not the goal of the right. of the story uh whereas in the dream quest of unknown kadath there are lengthy sections that are just carter walked past this place and here's what this place was like and carter traveled on a river and he went down past this city and here's a little bit about this city mm-hmm. um, i mean the 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 good parts are are like the good parts of edgar rice burroughs stories when edgar rice burroughs isn't pho- phoning it in Right. It's, it's yeah. Written. It's 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 like it's a whole story made up entirely of the best bits of Edgar Rice Burroughs's world building. Right. Um, as a the, the reading as a as a as a story, I mean, you're 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 right. It it kind of it kind of rambles, and I'm and I'm I'm reminded of of the of the David Tell bit. Uh, he's a he's a he's a stand up up up. Of comedian and one of one of his jokes are there's 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 two stories you should you should never tell one is one is the story of what happened when you were you were drunk and and the the other story is the story of a dream that 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 you had right like no mm-hmm. one no one wants to hear the story about a dream because it's basically here's a story about a thing that that didn't happen yeah there are no stakes right yeah so I mean the 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 whole time I'm I'm reading this and this, I'm like this is all this is all taking place in in Carter's head I mean it's it's one heck of a dream I mean, I, I wish I had dreams this this vivid I I might be a writer yeah he's he's in he's in the he he does the dream quest for what must be months and months if not a year or or several years uh, and it apparently happens all in one night so that's a that's a very dense amount of dreaming mm-hmm mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and we haven't even started talking about the holy city of Inquinoc or the ruined city of Sarcomand, which are some some incredible places. But uh, I feel like we've probably spent more time than we should have. Well, I, uh, I, I know about that place. Chaosium published a book on the Dreamlands for the Call of Cthulhu role playing game, and I'm pretty sure that it's probably available for for uh, Noble Knight. So I'll probably mention it when I plug. Noble Knight at the beginning of this episode. Um, well, maybe I'll buy it from Noble Knight. Yeah, and you, you can read about all, 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 all these places. So, in conclusion, listeners, uh, you should read The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath if you need ideas for a fantastic campaign setting with exotic cities and uh, travel to the moon and uh, underground civilizations of ghouls and 
fantastic cloud castles where gods and demons live, and the Plateau of Lang, and yeah, if 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 you just want to see how all of Lovecraft's stuff that he's come up with so far fits together in his head, or at least how it did in 1926, uh, read this story because it's it's as complete a picture of Lovecraft's universe as I've read up to this point. I think that it's also a really compelling picture of a kind of world building because in the uh, over the course of the dream quest Carter meets it's, it's seven eight different intelligent like species mm-hmm. cultures there's the zoogs there's the cats we didn't even talk about the zoogs there's the zoogs there's the cats there's the mm-hmm. uh ghouls there's the gugs there's the um moon beasts their servants, there's the night gaunts, etc. And um, it all, I'm not going to say that it makes uh, 100% sense. It mm-hmm. doesn't make the level of sense that, uh, you know, a, a rigorous um, anthropology textbook would, uh, you would expect to make. But it makes a kind of poetic sense. And it's mm-hmm. a world that feels like it could have all of these different wonders in it mm-hmm. uh, existing side by side. Which is a very common feature of D and D campaign worlds, of course, and I think that there are few campaign settings that uh, that pull it off as well as as Middle Earth or the Dreamlands. Yeah, I I, I almost want to draw a comparison to uh, Harold and the and the purp- and the purple cray- purple crayon, right? I mean, it's 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 almost like uh, you know uh, Lovecraft is wandering through this barren you know, white landscape and filling it with, with stuff as he, as he needs to. Uh, but then, but then the, the fact that like some, some of the stuff that, that he invents comes back later, like, like the stuff that, that comes back later in the, in the, in, in the, in the story is, is, is kind of what sticks with you. And the, and, and the stuff that Carter visits once and passes by and then you sort of for, forget about is, is less compelling. Yeah, he visits the Enchanted Wood of the Zooks twice. He visits Dilithleen twice. Um, he visits the Ghouls twice. He he does go to some places a second time. He has different experiences there, and the, the it, it there are things that are set up that come back in a thematic way. I've described this as being largely plotless, and it, I I I don't feel like that's inaccurate. But there's nevertheless a a, a real through line of of theme, mm-hmm. and really, I cannot, I can't recommend reading the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath enough. Uh, and if you if you find yourself intimidated by the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, which I don't know why you would, because it's super readable, go to my website and I have a whole lengthy guide to it. And and near the near the very end, there's a gigantic uh, hyena monster that's probably bigger than the mountains. Yes. Oh my God. And I don't think we whole... ever find out what what that is, do we? No, no. And oh my God, there's this whole lengthy plot. This is Carter's plan: is he's going to go to this one mountain where somebody once carved a picture of a god, and then he's going to go around until he finds people that look like that picture on the ground that those people are probably half human, half god, half breeds, and. Uh, therefore, they probably live near the secret hidden abode of the gods, and it's oh, well, it, it's oh, just glorious, there's man. a there's a there's a priest in a in a mask who wears yellow robes who who I just yeah. assumed was the king in yellow. Or, oh, yeah, the or king in just 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 passing king in yellow. It just it happens to also be present. Wait, but but that's a that's a Robert W. Chambers creation, right? Well, the king in yellow. Uh, yes. So this is this That's this is a reference to like I'll I'll have to check and see if if the king in in yellow, in yellow was written b- 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 before this now. Oh, but. by a good uh, twenty thirty years. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, and 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 to be to to be sure, the phrase king in yellow never comes up, and nor does uh, Hastor or uh, Holly no. or any any of that. But it's it's clearly like. 
like that's the guy from oh sure from sure Carter Carter at one point gets captured by shape shifting frog monsters and he's forced to a mysterious location that he intuits is that most dreadful and legendary of all places the remote and prehistoric monastery wherein dwells uncompanioned the high priest not to be described which yell which wears a yellow silken mask over its face and prays to the other gods and their crawling chaos Nyalarhotep. Right. I like that use of its. Yeah, and like it's it's weird that Nyarlathotep like like they, they 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 keep referring to him as the as the crawling chaos. And when 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 Carter sees that giant hyena monster that's bigger than the mountains, I figured that's Nyarlathotep. But then he meets Nyarlathotep, and Nyarlathotep is is neither crawling nor is he a chaos. He's a he's a pharaoh man. Yeah, like Tilda Swinton. That's how I picture Nyarlathotep in this uh, in this story. Tilda Swinton as as the White Witch. Just uh, Tilda Swinton as whoever you like. Yeah, you're just a big fan of 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 Tilda Swinton. Okay. I think that Tilda Swinton conveys a certain uh, otherworldliness that Nyler Hotep in this story also conveys. Well, That's all I, I'm saying. I know someone who's a big fan of Tilda Swinton who would be thrilled if Tilda Tilda Swinton played Nyarlathotep in the movie of this. All right. Uh, folks... This would make a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, this. I don't think there's any way you could carve this into a three-act traditional dramatic structure. Well, if uh, if if we'd had 75 years of the adventures of Randolph Carter in comic book format to draw from, then it would make a great movie. Oh, definitely, definitely. So someone needs to get started on writing 75 years worth of Randolph Carter comics so that we can have we can have a movie. Okay, uh, listeners. If, if you've been listening at all to our, our discussion, why are you still listening, go read The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath. And if you're, if you're not filled with ideas for adventures, um, maybe you're in the wrong hobby. Yeah, this is a real high watermark for Appendix M. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I did not include it in the intro, but you can find a copy of H.P. Lovecraft's Dreamlands, a supplement for the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, at www.noblenight.com. There are several different versions, but as of this recording, the cheapest copy is $45. Uh, Adventures into Darkness is the name of the role-playing game I was trying to think of in this episode. It is available for the Mutants and Masterminds system and the Hero system, I don't think there's actually a Savage Worlds version like I claimed. Uh, basically, Kenneth Haidt imagined an alternate reality where Lovecraft wrote comic books, and then he made a role-playing game based on those imaginary comic books. Super cool, super weird. Check it out if you dare. Uh, if you have something to say about anything we discussed on this show, please let us know. Send an email to thetomeshow at gmail.com and put Appendix N in the subject line. If you want to be a guest on the show... Ditto. Send an email to thetomeshow at gmail.com and put, an, uh, and put Appendix N in the subject line. Uh, coming up, we will be discussing three more Conan stories. The Slithering Shadow, also known as Zuthal of the Dusk, The Pool of the Black One, and Rogues in the House. Following that, we will discuss A Martian Odyssey, a short story by Stanley Weinbaum, and then we will return once again to the work of H.P. Lovecraft as we discuss the case of Charles Dexter Ward. All of these are available for free on the web and should be easy to find. This has been a Tome Show production of Appendix N, Episode 18, Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath. Thanks for listening. <laughs>